everyone. The inspiration for Rise and Build came from the book of Nehemiah. Jerusalem was in a mess. Its walls were broken down and its gates were destroyed by fire. Two things were necessary to meet the challenge. A big vision to restore the city and the resources in terms of people and finances to cause the vision to become a reality. This week we are going to concentrate on reminding ourselves of the big vision that the gospel presents. And next week we want to practically face the challenge of resourcing the year ahead with our special annual Rise and Build offering. Our vision centers around what we know as the Great Commission. This is the mandate that Jesus gave his disciples 2,000 years ago. We therefore, across all our locations, want to be totally committed to do our very best to faithfully share this good news message as far and as wide as we possibly can. This is our time. I'm encouraging everyone to passionately embrace the vision of our church. Have a great day. Yes, I didn't get a golf clap. Lou, I love you. Thank you. That was a hearty clap. Well, good morning, everybody. How are you? I need some feedback this morning. Let's go for this side of the room. How are you, everybody? Average. How are we in the middle? Wow. How are we on the far side? Wow, we've got a bit of catch-up over here, but it is all... <laughs> Good job Joe's not here. She'd be like, stop making it into a game show. Church is not a game show. It's great to see you. Uh, good to see your faces. Thank you for taking time out. I love church. I love gathering together every Sunday. I love the expression. I love it when people worship God because I know that everyone who comes through them doors on a Sunday morning will go out different. Who's feeling it already? As you've connected with God, you walk out a larger person, full of faith, ready to go for it for God for another week. I often like Sundays, and I heard the expression say it's like a halftime team talk where you get motivated, you get equipped to go out there and do the real work that God, what God is calling us to do. That's what Jesus was. Church isn't something you attend. Church is who we are, people. And I'm looking out there, and I'm excited about who we are. There's some handsome people out there and some wonderful, beautiful ladies as well. Everybody. Okay. We are, if you're here for the first time, a very warm welcome. Or if you've just joined the church recently, huge welcome to you. Um, over our church, we have an annual offering, a day where we give, which is next week, called Rise and Build over all of our locations. Rise and Build is pretty much what it says. We've got the vision, but we often need the provision. So next week, we're going to be talking about how, this week and next week, we're going to be talking about vision, why we do what we do for the kingdom of God. And then next week, there's an operation for you to get involved with it, say, I'm all in, I'm owning this, I'm part of it, and to give financially into the offering what, we, what we're doing. Now, don't, when I talk about money, please don't turn off today, because I'm talking about vision. This is about the kingdom of God. This is about what he wants to do. It's our hearts, and it's us as we own it that we're going to actually see God do some phenomenal stuff. Amen. Thank you, Angela. You're good. So get your notebooks out. Get your phones out. Thank you, Kenneth Ryder, because I'm going to drop some gold into your life today, everybody. You've got to pick yourself up sometimes, haven't you? Come on. No football club or no rugby. Hello, Hugh. Yes, he's proudly sitting with his work. Come on, let's stand up. Can we gracefully, and Mr. Palmer as well, can we gracefully give Wales a round of applause for the Six Nations? 
I'm ecstatic that you won the Grand Slam. No football club, no rugby team at the start of the season sets out to go down that year. No team sets out, oh yeah, we're going to go and get relegated this year. No, every team, every sports team sets out a vision of what they want to achieve. They want to go for the top four. They want to go for championship. They want to win things. And that is the same as what we want to do for church. We want to give clear vision on where we are going as a church. We're not called to be an average church, people. This is Jesus, is plan A. The church is the hope of the nation. Can we have an amen and a round of applause for that? This is God's number one A plan, the church. Now, we might feel like sometimes we're like that boxer on the back ropes, aren't we? Getting beaten up. The world's saying this. You go into your workplace, they're like, are you Christians? You're all judgmental. You might feel like you're on the back foot, but I believe that God puts us on the front foot. Guys, we've got a message that if people understand what it's about, it will blow their minds and totally transform who they are. This Rise and Beer is our annual offering in faith to give financially and sacrificially and of our time into the life of this church. If you call this place home, I love you. I love it when you take ownership. Take ownership of the vision and that's what we're after today. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says this, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. I love that thought that we can all take our part in this and throw the faith element in. And that's where the miracle lies. Because I believe that as we've set up church this year, that we are going to see more and more miracles. The year we have uh, talked about is called a year of multiplication. Wouldn't it be great if we had a momentum of miracles? You know, just momentum of miracles. We saw lives change. We saw healing come. We saw financial provision. We saw uh, uh, buildings being uh, taken over for the kingdom of God. More projects launched. I feel really passionate. We're launching our um, immense project on a Thursday night. And it's going to be absolutely fantastic that we're going to connect with guys who wouldn't necessarily find themselves in church on a Sunday morning. I feel excited about that. It's because it's driven out of vision to connect with guys who might feel isolated or connect with guys who might be challenging with their mental health issues or connecting with guys who might be feeling suicidal. That's what we want to do. That's one of our biggest challenges. The biggest factor of people dying between 18 and 30s amongst guys is suicide. Well, we've got an answer for that, haven't we? Because Jesus gives us hope. We want to show them that hope. And that's why we want to set up new projects. That's why we want to multiply the project. This year is a year of multiplication. What could you multiply in your life? How can we multiply all that God is doing? How can we plant so that he can multiply everything that we did? I love that thought that we bring our best into the kingdom of God. We give it to God and we say, here's our best with our time, with our finances, with our treasures, with our talents. And then God multiplies it out. When Lynn Arrowsmith came to us with the vision of butterflies years and years ago. Happy birthday, Lynn. They live. Uh, when, when she came with that vision, who would have thought that as she planted that vision of seed, of helping women, that it would grow into over nine different locations throughout the UK? Come on, let's give it up for that. I believe that when God reveals revelation into our hearts, or we step out for him, he always multiplies. It's in his nature. He's not small. We limit God. We limit God through the box. We limit God through our experiences. Well, today I want to smash your mindset and say, think about God in a new way. Think about him in a fresh way. Think about him in a multiplication way, in something that's large. Jesus said these words, Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, called the Great Commissioning. I love this. Then Jesus came to them and said, this is a bunch of disciples. 
ragatash disciples who haven't got a clue what they're doing in some certain times. And he says this, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's the words that Jesus said. I want them to bounce around your heart. Think about them. Think about the words that Jesus said. He wasn't saying, I've got a bit of authority. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. You see, everything is summed up in Jesus Christ. That's where hope is. That's where life is. That is what it is summed up in. So I'm going to be looking at three main points. I'd love you to take notes on this. Number one, the sovereign power of God. Number two, a global perspective. And number three, love that is personal. So number one, let's talk about sovereign power for a bit. Okay, and there it says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's Jesus' words, Jesus' claims. That's why he's radical. He's either a lunatic or he's actually speaking the truth. And we know that God's revealed that he is speaking the truth to us. We must rise up and build with confidence and courage because of the infinite power of Jesus. We have to get a perspective of who God is. I remember when I first accepted Jesus Christ into my life, it was like I was overwhelmed with tears, didn't know what I was crying about. But I got this sense immediately as I was filled with the Holy Spirit that it was so big, that God was so big, it was bigger than any of my mind could ever hope or imagine. And it was fresh. It was understanding that he is the omnipotent, sovereign God and his power is at work in us. It is not just some authority, but all authority. Doesn't that give you hope, people? All authority. Angels are consistently singing, holy, holy, holy all the time. You see, God has a master plan of everything. Sometimes our plan, we walk off and do different things. But God's got a sovereign plan for your life. And I love that thought. I love that. You know, I remember when Stuart and Irene asked us to plant a location six years ago. They said, we want to plant a second location into Lincoln. We were going to plant in the north of the city. And for uh, uh, about six weeks, I went round and I was looking at different uh, warehouses and I was looking at places and we put in a few offers. Nothing really happened. It was, it was all a bit cold. And I remembered that God, two years previously to that, had I felt that he had spoken to me about a church being launched in the south of the city. But I'd never actually put two and two together and thought it might be me and Joe who were doing it. So when, Joe, uh, when Stuart and Irene came up to us and said, Dan and Joe, we want you to plant our second location in the north, I came back to them and said, I've had a look around. How, have you ever thought about planting a church into the south? And Stuart and Irene said, go for it. Have a look. That day I went, in, I, I went around, came into this school, and I said, hey, does anything happen here on a Sunday morning? They said, well, that's interesting because the church used to meet here, but they've just told us they're not meeting anymore. I said, oh, could we meet here? And they went, yeah, no problem. When do you want to start? Could it just be that God had a plan for what he wanted to do? We just need to open our hearts and listen. God is in charge of everything. If you're at that moment in your life, you're thinking, what is going on? I'm not in the job that I want. Trust God. He's got a sovereign plan for your life. You have to keep being obedient, keep worshiping him, and he will open up the doors that he wants for you. Ephesians 1 verse 19 to 22 says this. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power. For us who believe in him, that is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. 
Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. Well, does that give you reassurance that Jesus is in charge? That we don't have to carry our worries or our anxiety around. God's in charge. He's given all authority to Jesus. Let's get an understanding and a picture of how big he is and his sovereign power and plan for your life. That should be freeing. That frees me up that's saying, I don't have to sweat and toil and go for it and bang, 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 bang. Because God's in charge. He's got a plan for us. We need to be obedient to that plan. Colossians 1 verse 16 to 19 says this. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. It's bigger than the world we just see, people. Do we have an understanding of how infinitely huge Jesus is? Everything is summed up in him. The conversation from the beginning. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All authority has been given to him. Whether uh, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have this supremacy. For God was pleased to have, have all his fullness dwell in him. Wow. That's, does that blow your mind? I pray this week you get a revelation of the vastness and the greatness of how large God is. Don't box him into the way that we've always thought. Pick up a new bag this week. Forget the form of things. Think about how God is in charge, how supremely, what an awesome, supreme God that he is. I love it. You know, as a church, we've got a big vision here. We've got a vision of a church of 5,000. Stuart saw it. He said, we want to build a church of 5,000. Why? Because every person is important in that. We want to plant new locations. This year, we're planting into Gainsborough, everybody. Whoop, whoop. It feels really exciting that we're going to be doing that. We've got visions of planting many, many more locations. If you've got an opportunity, if you want to plant a location for a live church, get on the academy. Start planning it. You can do it. There's room for everyone. If you've got a dream, our dream is big. Anything you do. I loved it when Caroline sent me the text. I I don't embarrass her. At the last evening service when uh, Deborah Green put a picture of a large church, a building that had been given, a five million pound building. And Caroline said, I had revelation. She said, a project that I wanted to run when I was a young girl. I saw it. That's what we're doing for our building project in Highcombe. It feels exciting. It's big. You can, whatever your dreams on your heart, you can do it through this big vision that we've got. We want to see a church of 5,000 across several, multiple locations. Let us keep clinging to the sovereign, to sovereignness of God. Yeah, sovereignty. <laughs> Thank you, Philip. That's the one. <laughs> Isn't it reassuring that God is in charge? Don't you ever want to feel? <laughs> I think we waste our time trying to make it happen in our own strength. We've got to trust in him and say, God, if you've called us to something, I'm up for it. I'm in. Psalm 37, trust in the Lord and do good, and he will give you the desires of your heart. People want to build trust. I want to build faith into your lives. When you trust God, everything falls into place. It's a simple theology, but I've seen it in my life many, many times. Trust God and do good. Do your best. Bring your best to him, and he will give you the desires of your heart. The application. This year, remember who it is. Who it is that is with us and who it is that we are doing it all for. 
never take our eyes off Jesus. This is what our life is all about. We're going to be partying in heaven one day. And, and uh, I, I'm going to love it. And he's going to look at you and he's going to say, wow, look at all these lives that you've affected because you went for it on earth. I love that thought. That's absolutely amazing. Have we lost sight today of the majesty and magnificence of Jesus? I want to bring you back to your first love. Jesus Christ died for you because he loves you. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. That is amazing. Come on, let's go. Oh, yeah, lubber. Here we go. Right. Number two, um, global perspective. Global perspective, okay? Let's check out the verse again. And it says this, um, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. I love that thought. Go and make disciples of all nations. We must rise up and build with a vision that is huge, expansive, and gloriously outrageous. Can I give you permission to dream a bit outrageous for the kingdom of God? What is it you want to dream? What is it that you want to do for Jesus? You can do it. Think big. Have a global perspective. Jesus has commanded us to go to all the nations. I love it. Jesus said, because you are doing this in my power and in my authority, step out and make disciples of all nations. All authority equals all nations. We are called to reach all people groups in the world with the gospel. It's in his hands, but I believe he is looking for people with desire to see his kingdom built. There's no limit to what you want to dream for God. I don't think we talk about other nations enough. Maybe God's stirring you up to other nations. He says it clearly in his word. Therefore, go all authority. Go to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This year in Rise and Build, let's dream big. Let's think big. Let's pray big. And let's give big. Let's step out and into something that is huge, expansive, and gloriously outrageous. Love it if people have ideas from here to go to all continents. Isaiah 54 talks about this. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. Why wouldn't we for God? You know, I, I went around to a friend's house the other day, and they just had a new extension bill. And I was like, it, it looked amazing, absolutely amazing. I said, oh, I love your new extension. Why have you done it? And they said, we want to have more room in the house. You know, we, I said, it looks amazing what you've done. And they're like, yeah, we wanted to do it the best so that when our guests come in, they see it bigger. Well, that's part of our vision of having a building. We want to expand with no expense so that more people can hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. That's why we want a building. That's what, that's what it is. You see, you might have heard me talk about it one time, but... Our vision is to see this city transformed for God, okay? Lives encounter Jesus Christ. People falling in love with God who've never heard of him. People given hope who've never had any hope before. And one of the ways that we want to do this is we want to buy a building in the south of the city. Going to hear away. I feel that God spoke so clearly to me about this. Habakkuk 2, verse 2. Write it out, write it out so that everyone can see. I believe that we need a building to be a source of light, and life for the community, where people can discover Jesus Christ for the first time, where we can have a home for all of our projects that we're running. I see it so clearly. Remember, the building is not the vision. The building is the vehicle to accompany the vision. So the vision's always what Jesus has commanded us to do. So don't think, oh, yeah, it's about a building, building, building. No, the building's a vehicle, one way that we can see many lives transform for Jesus Christ. I love that. Enlarge your house. Build an addition. 
Well, we don't own this, so we will be building a brand new edition. But our vision here at Alive Church is to see thousands upon thousands get to know Jesus Christ. And one of our outworkings of that is to see a building in the south of the city. Well, if you spend any time with me, you know that I dream about buildings all the time. I feel like they float by in my dreams all the time. I'm like, I've seen this one. I've seen this one. Banks and Co. are sending me emails. Bang, bang, bang. Every time they get bigger and bigger, these are like buildings. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but why do we want a building? Because it's a vehicle of seeing people's lives transform. What could we dream of if we did have a building? What about a nursery? Some youth provision, a coffee shop, some homeless work, 24-7 prayer rooms, Courses for parents, food back centres, debt counselling, a hub for the community, men's and women's ministries. Keep dreaming. That is, the, that is the first page of a hundred page document. What is it that you're dreaming of that we could host from this building? Guys, look at it. We're packed in this venue. We need a home people. That is what we feel that God has spoken to us about that. So where are we up to? Currently, we have £185,000 saved up for a building. Come on. Down to your generosity. That is people taking bricks, people giving monthly into the Rise and Build, people giving one-off offerings. And I want to say thank you, thank you for sowing into the house. This is great. This is brilliant. Yet the building we're looking at is a bit more expensive than just the £185,000. But God owns it all, doesn't he? Right, I'm looking at who's smiling at me. They're the people I want to look at. Faith, faith arise. <laughs> Every time I show people buildings, they always go, that's not big enough, Dan. I'm like, oh, all right, well, give more then and we can maybe get, get into that. But, guys, I want to create a faith element. If we all give into the life of the church, wow, we could see our dreams become a reality. We could see a home for people who don't yet know Jesus Christ in the south of the city. Ascending place that we could go out to the nations, projects that we could run. I've got people coming to me already who are not yet Christians going, Oh, I need an office at your new building. I'm like, Whoa, 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 calm down, calm down. we ain't got a building yet. But in faith, people see it. What do you see in faith? What's the big picture? Can you see it? Can you see it? You see, I want to be building a church that Hudson and Smith and other kids in this church are going to grow up and they're going to think, well, God's calling us to bigger. We'll sell the, we'll sell the building that you've got and we're going to buy four more buildings all over the world to do it. I want to set up our kids, the goodness of God, from generation to generation. I want the generation below me to fly a lot further than we've flown. But I think we're, you have to recognize the season we're in. We're pioneering. If you're in this church, you're a pioneer. All right, we started the church, didn't we, five years ago. We're pioneering. We won't always be talking about a building. You know this, don't you? We don't always. Do I always talk about a building? Oh, all right. I'm sorry. You have to talk to God about that. I'm just communicating stuff that he's talking to me about. Go to God. If you want me to stop talking about it, you go and ask God about it. <laughs> I've got to go with what God's speaking to me about. It's all about people. People is the vision. People is why we do it. Don't get caught up on the, the building is the vision. No, it's about people. Oh, can, can someone just, can we do a false laugh in the house? So I just feel a bit more relaxed to everybody. Yeah. A cartoon laugh. <laughs> I like that cartoon. Reed Dog, you've got a good cartoon laugh, haven't you? Thank you, John. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about us taking responsibility. 
Rise and Build, this over the last year, due to your generosity, we have been able to buy lots of things to see our vision fulfilled. We've had to buy a van. That came upon us because they told us we couldn't have the under the stage anymore. But thank you for that. We've bought a stage so that people in the back can actually see who's speaking and stuff like that. That helps. Um, we've sown into the life of planting into uh, Gainsborough, which we're really excited about doing. We've planted into the academy. We've bought stuff that go into the building fund. That's why it's creeping up to £185,000. It's all about us taking responsibility. How big is your vision for this church? If you're in it, I'm a bit of an all-in man. Is anyone else a bit all-in? I'm like, if I'm in, I'm in. It's like, I'm not going to be like tipping my toe in there. And I know everyone's at different stages, but I'm like, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God with everything we've got. That's it. I know it doesn't look like it with Smith at the moment, but (laughs) he he will do. And I'm an all-in man. I'd love our culture to be all-in. And I want to say thank you for everybody who is all-in. And I love it. We need direct revelation from what God is. Number three, and this is why we're doing it, love that is personal. This vision is huge. It's all nations. But the way to walk into this is by focusing on the ones. There's no such thing as mass baptisms. You are baptized as an individual. What, why we do what we do, it's all about people. It's all about them knowing God loves them. Jesus is saying through this vision is huge. It's personal. Though it's global, it's individual. It's all about individuals knowing me and enjoying a love relationship with me and declaring this through publicly stating this in baptism. Rise and build is all about the ones. It is about a love that is personal, but a vision that is global. I love that. It's all about the ones. We often say it, don't we? But if we all focused and prayed and loved on one person this year, saw them walk into a full relationship with Jesus Christ, we'd be a healthier body here. I want to keep encouraging us to do that. All about the ones. It's all about the ones. We've got big vision, but it's all about the ones. Love is about love is above all else. People won't be wowed just by building. They won't be wowed by a project. They might be wowed, but they won't. But they will be wowed by an authentic love that we can show them. Let's be radical with giving away love. We had a girl who came into the church, into my office on Friday, absolutely broken in tears. She's been struggling with alcoholism for uh, a few years now, and uh, we've played a part in her journey. She was at the rock bottom, and she came into our office. Dan, Dan, need to see Pastor Dan, Pastor Dan, Pastor Dan. And I'm like, I'm like, so I spent some time with her. And she's been really, really through it. But she said, I said, why have you come in? She goes, this is the only place I know. This is the only place that shows me love. Angela has done a phenomenal effort. She knows who I'm talking about with this, with this lady. She said, Angela, my Angela, I love her. I lost my phone. I couldn't get in contact with her. But when we show people love, they want to come back. They want to find home because we represent the heart of God. See, that's what it's all about. Love is above all else. Everything we do is love. God loves everyone so much that he wants, he wants to see them to be unleashed in their potential. I want to be a church who really believes in people who no one else believes in. That's why I call you out preaching and living a life out and, and whatever work placement you're in to go for it for God. Go for it in the best. People have got to believe in them. Someone believed in Lionel Messi because at the age of, age of 11, he was cut from his team because he was diagnosed with a growth disorder. But someone believed in him. Later on, he got signed up by Barcelona to become the world's greatest football player. Someone believed in him. Oprah Winfrey, she got demoted as an anchor. 
she was, someone talk, spoke to her and she said, you're not stated, you're not fit for TV. But in the 2000s, she became the most influential woman because someone believed in her. Einstein couldn't talk until he was five. But he did all right, didn't he? He got a Nobel Prize. Walt Disney was sacked for his lack of imagination. Later, he won 22 Global Academy Awards. You see, what God sees in people is not what people see in people. I want us to see people how God sees them. When we see someone homeless in town, buy them a meal, yes. Don't give them money because you don't know where that money's going. Buy them a meal, sit with them. Precious time, precious time. Invest in them. See the potential. See what God wants to do with them. Have you ever seen a Patel story of before and after? Well, that gives you hope. That's how God sees us. Application, it's all about seeing more and more people know, grow, and go in the love of Jesus Christ. It's what it's all about, people. Love. It's our big hearts for people. I'm looking around here, and I'm, I'm like overwhelmed with love. How people help people, save families, projects like that, food bank, cap. But neighbors as well. Just, we just love on people. And that's absolutely amazing. So in conclusion, I would love everybody to take our Rise and Build brochure. It's got all the details on it. We have got an audacious target next year. Why are we doing it? Because we want more and more people to hear about uh, the good news of Jesus Christ. That's why we're doing it. If you come up here and just hear that I'm talking about money, you're not seeing my heart. You're not seeing where we're going. We've got the vision, but we need the provision to make it happen. I believe it's all God's money anyway. So to get this building that's going to be a vehicle to see our vision Enhance. We're setting ourselves a grand total of £100,000. Come on. Well, I didn't see that many people clapping in here, everybody. We are setting a grand total of £100,000. If we can get over to £100,000, we'll be in the uh, area of being able to put in an offer on um, a building that how we currently have seen that is sitting uh, just over £1 million. If that's right and if God wants us to do that, we need to all buy into the provision. I love it. Everybody's taking bricks. We do this in a few ways, okay? So uh, next week we will be having an offering at the end, and we're going to do that as part of it. Now, if you're not here next week, don't think, oh, that's all right, I don't have to get involved. No, church is about everything. If we're in, we're in. You know, it's like United. If you can't go and see Man United at Old Trafford for a week, you don't just give up on them, do you? You know, you don't not buy the shirt. <laughs> well, after Wolves' result last night, maybe. But but we're all in. So if you're unable to make it next week, still give in to the life of the church. Please take this brochure. It's got all the details on it. There's a message from Stuart and Irene. This will tell you what we are giving into. We will be giving into birth and continued birth of Gainsborough and new locations. All locations pay in a percentage into that so that we've got vision to see a church of 5,000 reached. We could be planting into many areas, including another area in this city. Wouldn't that be great? But into places that are not yet reached. So we're all going to be having our annual offering next week. We got the stuff that we, we uh, achieved last year, your new stage, your investment into Gainsborough, continuing investment into our building fund. Currently, uh, we 15 grand it costs us to, to hire this place on a Sunday with four uh, classrooms, 15 grand at the moment. We haven't got enough in our tithes and offerings, so that has to still come out rise and bill. As we're talking about finances, I would love you to consider, number one, so how me and Joe do it, 
we pay into tithes and offerings. That's our first and our best. Our tithe is our first and our best, given into the life of the church. That is, makes this church operational, your kids' work, all your youth work, uh, you know, vans, uh, you know, kind of like picking up minibuses, all that kind of great youth, great provision into our projects. And then secondly, rise and build. For us, it's on top of that. It's a bit sacrificial, and this is where faith element comes in. I want to be encouraging you to take a brick in faith. I haven't got a £1,000 sitting in my bank account, but I'm going to take a brick because that's speaking in faith. It talks about the potential. And it's good because God, God come, always comes through. It stretches you in your faith. I've got numerous stories of people taking bricks with no money, yet God has provided for them. Don't hear many amens in that, but it's going to be good. Hebrews 11 verse 6, and without faith it is impossible to, to please God. So next week, how we do it here, we tithe into the house that continues the, the day-to-day running of the church. Our offering is rise and build. And also make a difference, which is our mission offering. So we have them two other offerings a year. I want to really encourage you to give into the life of the church. I believe it's all God's anyway. I believe we've got to give our first fruits into, into, the, into the church. You know, and, and I tell you, sometimes if you, it, it can be hard to feel part of a family if you're not contributing into the family. So sometimes, you know, if you're feeling, oh, I feel a bit on the edge, sometimes I, I want to challenge you and say, are you serving on team? Are you praying for the church? Are you giving into the life of the church? Are you bringing your treasure and talents? I think that is a way that you will feel more connected and ownership and taking responsibility for the church. So our Rise and Build offering next week is I'm asking for everyone to be sacrificial. The main amount of money will continue to go to our building fund. I want to be really clear on this. This is what we're doing. We are... Stepping out in faith because we believe that God has called us to have a building in the south of the city. So next week we'll take that. Please take your Rise and Build brochures uh, away and that will give you a bit more information. And then next week we're going to land this plane. We're going to tell some stories of people taking bricks. And I'd love you all to come. Pray. Please pray about it. Don't just go away and, and make up a figure. Actually plan it. Prepare it. Ask God to give you a figure. You know, ask God to, to be generous, sacrificially to be generous of how we can achieve our target of being in a building. Don't just come and make it up on the day. I don't think that's a scripture. I don't think that's biblical. I think actually go away and plan and prep and ask God, say, what is it that you want us to do? So we're going to land this plane. Next week is our Rise and Build offering. We were loving that. Did you want to say something, Joe? Come on then. So two years ago, a similar message was given, and obviously, you know, you sort of sit there and you hear. Absolutely. (laughs) And Phil and I, Phil's just gone to take Christina home because she's not very well, but Phil would completely back me up on this. So we wrote our check, and I put the check into the basket the next week, and Phil put the check into the basket the next week, and it was in the car on the way home that we realised we'd both written the same check, which essentially meant that as a couple, we'd given twice as much as we'd prayed about, and we're like, oh, here's interesting. And you can't believe it. I mean, without going into the details of the numbers and the finances behind it, within 10, 14 days, I'd had an extra contract at work. We'd had a discount on something. We'd had a refund on something. That Those somethings pretty much added up to the doubling. So it was as if God kind of gave us a refund, <laughs> in a sense. Obviously, the money went into church, two separate checks, and they all got processed. But it really was. God's economy is amazing. Yeah. You know, we, you give generously. We calculated. We sat and we could, we're that kind of couple. We sat and we worked out and we thought about it. But actually, God caused us to give doubly more than we expected. So, thank you. <laughs> and we'll be, 
we'll be having more stories. There is a faith element of this, people. There is a faith element. It is stepping out in faith, and I know that God will provide. But then sometimes, sacrificially, I've had stories that, that I've given, and nothing's come back. But it's like my heart. It's like, is my heart really into this? And uh, I've actually seen major fruit as well in my life in the challenges and in the sacrifice, in the fact that we haven't got as much money to spend on other things because we prioritize in the kingdom of God. And there is a faith element to that. So God bless you all. Has everyone had a good morning? Love you to prepare it. We're going to talk about how you can fundraise for your brick as well. Tell a few stories next week. Please, please, please stay around. Have a cup of tea. Have a cup of coffee. And God bless you all. Thank you for being part of it. Astonished Men's Conference next week. Don't run off.